Welcome to The Alternative Angle. My name is Alexandra Daly and I'm the CEO of AA Advisors Europe Limited. We're an independent placement agent and we're based in London and we raise assets across the alternatives industry. Today, I have the pleasure of being joined by Wissam Mansour, CEO and co-founder of Noventa Capital and Thomas Felix Bowden, partner and member of the investment committee at Noventa. Welcome, Wissam and Thomas. So Noventa Capital is a growth equity investor based in Switzerland and specializing in the digital space with a global investment scope. Wissam and Thomas, great to have you with us and welcome. Why don't we start by giving our listeners a bit of background on yourselves and Noventa Capital? Yeah, sure. So uh, I'm the founding partner and CEO with Mansoor. So uh, before that, I'm uh, the co-founder of MIG Bank, which was uh, one of the leading online trading banks in Switzerland, but as well globally, we were executing over 65,000 transactions on, on daily basis for clients from 120 countries resulting in over 80 billion in monthly trading uh, volumes. At the end, we have secured an exit to Swiss code, and following the exit, we have established Neventa Capitals to leverage on our uh, experience in the investment management, digital technology, entrepreneurship, and to leverage as well our uh, network. So Neventa Capital, as you correctly mentioned, is a, a growth capital uh, fund investing in digital technology SMEs on a global uh, scope. We have uh, joined forces uh, with uh, Thomas, uh, partner at Neventa, in 2018, where we started, you know, putting. Uh, things together and uh, establishing uh, Neventa. Many thanks for that. And um, Thomas, it would be great to hear a little bit about yourself and your background. Absolutely. Um, thanks for having us. And uh, it's a pleasure to, to speak to you today. My name is uh, Thomas Felix Baden. Uh, and I started, as we some mentioned, in 2018 to uh, work uh, on Neventa Capital, defining, implementing the investment strategy, and uh, and obviously starting to invest already. Um, um, before that, uh, I have uh, built up a career in private equity, growth capital, and M&A over 20 years uh, across the globe, working in Europe, uh, the Middle East, and uh, and Asia. Uh, most not notably, uh, from Asia, we did. Uh, global investments uh, with a $2 billion fund called Saving Capital in, in Hong Kong, uh, global investments in the, in the growth capital technology space um, in, uh, from Israel to Europe uh, to the US. And uh, as we some mentioned already, the, uh, the highlight of, of Neventa is certainly the, the complementary team with loads of experience also from other angles that are required for our portfolio companies and to create value. You've already started investing into your first fund. Um, congratulations for that. Um, can you perhaps 
give our um, listeners a little bit more overview of your current portfolio of companies? Yes, uh, with pleasure. Um, so our first investment was in a company called Sharespost, um, a US-based uh, company that is the leading fintech marketplace for private securities trading. They are one of the early um, movers in that market uh, when um, the big companies like Google and Facebook uh, started to plan uh, IPOs ahead. So what they are uh, doing as the market leader is to automate the process, which is quite complex in uh, reality, uh, to automate this process of secondary securities uh, trading, in particular for pre-IPO and IPO unicorns and soon-to-be unicorns. So companies like uh, the, the Lyfts and Ubers in uh, this world, um, they were trading shares before these uh, companies went uh, IPO. We let the pre-series D round, and uh, we also maintain a board of service seat uh, and we help uh, shares post in particular, in particular on their international growth plans. The second investment that we um, in, uh, concluded and, and closed is the leading online grocery delivery platform in Southeast Asia, uh, operating under uh, the beautiful name Happy Fresh. It's operating in Indonesia, Malaysia, and Thailand, and it covers most of the supermarkets, most of the uh, local and, and international FMCG partners. And obviously, at the moment, it's um, in extreme demand right now uh, based on the, the current situations of lockdowns and curfews in the countries uh, where they operate. Indeed, um, Happy Fresh is a very, uh, very much a, a, a timely um, business to be investing in, particularly now, because of course we are in the grips of a pandemic. And um, with regard to, to this, um, can you perhaps share with us some of the challenges faced by your portfolio companies, given the COVID-19 situation, and perhaps how you are supporting these businesses to overcome the challenges but and, and also perhaps maybe if you can shine a light on any specific growth opportunities as well um, that your portfolio companies may be able to avail of. Yes uh, definitely the two companies face the same situation as all other companies right so on a macroeconomic level uh, definitely uh, a, a challenging year ahead uh, however I think uh, let me begin with uh, shares post um, or both are pretty robust I would say and beginning with shares post uh, I would say that uh, the private markets that uh, shares post is targeting and focusing for quite some years now is uh, very much in demand with uh, all kind of investors from the individual investors to the the big institution that would like to to shift exposure uh, from the public markets into into the private markets, and in particular now, in particular now, uh, we see a lot of shifts still going on from the highly volatile public markets into the private markets. So we don't encounter any uh, kind of negative impact on on Shazbo's business model right now, and we definitely uh, help the company on on 
the business development matters, uh, international growth plan matters to introduce um, larger institutions, larger partners uh, to, to share space. Um, the, the, the second portfolio company, uh, Happy Fresh, definitely encounters a different challenge, right? The challenge here is, first of all, keep their around 1,000 direct and employee, uh, indirect employees uh, safe and secure. Second, uh, to, um, to manage the substantial increase of order volumes uh, since a couple of weeks. The company experienced that. Um, the company also experienced, uh, you know, a substantial increase in, in basket sizes. So this is a challenge that is actually good to have. Obviously, in this situation, um, you know, which is an unfortunate, you know, occasion that we that we all face. But from a business model perspective, um, they definitely uh, see a huge. Uh, opportunity right now to uh, over uh, perform basically uh, in the next uh, or upcoming time. However, we have to mention that it it was obviously not our investment thesis, right? So because we already uh, invested in the company before, uh, we saw uh, a huge growth potential in the, in the Southeast Asian market for this particular business model. And um, and we are basically confirmed that it is very robust in terms of uh, uh, times of crisis. And of course, we are in the middle of a pandemic. What do you anticipate to be the longer term economic effects of the COVID-19 situation? Yeah, I think, you know, when we look at uh, the market uh, now, we definitely see that, uh, you know, when it comes to um, uh, valuations is going to be much more realistic because in our view, it has been uh, sometimes uh, overvalued uh, and uh, especially when it comes to certain, let's say, buzzwords in the market like AI or machine learning, etc. We saw a huge inflation in, in valuation. And I think this is where the role of the GP is is key here, right? So they they have to properly analyze uh, and uh, do a proper exercise of uh, valuation and uh, scenarios to make sure that they do the best kind of investments. And to add on that, uh, digitalization and digital transformation will be uh, on each company's agenda uh, for sure right now, because some were certainly hesitant. They were always talking about it. But I think now, as they see, um, it will be more and more important. Uh, let we, we spoke before at the beginning of our podcast about both of your extensive experiences. And, and when Wissam, you have a, a, an extensive experience as a founder and operator. Now, when we look back at the events and, and indeed the aftermath of 2008 and 9 11, how yeah. are you drawing this experience to ensure that Noventa manages with such challenging circumstances and indeed succeeds? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think in these, let's say, uh, circumstances, it's very important that you stay 
focus and you know you have a clear vision a clear plan uh, how you're gonna overcome these uh, period uh, periods and as well properly communicated to your staff and team because you know it's very important that you get everyone in the company on, on board and on the same uh, on the same track i think this is uh, very important to uh, to uh, to do and indeed when we think about the number of lps out there who have previously only invested in the liquid markets and, and in particular you're in a great position to be able to remark about this as as you come from having experience in both liquid um, and in liquid markets. Is there perhaps a case for moving towards private markets, giving the huge volatility experienced across public markets right now? Um, and if so, would you have any advice for LPs who are making a look to move or a switch, um, and but um, who are not yet comfortable in the um, private market space? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's... It uh, it's not going to be a total uh, switch, a switch here. It's, it's very important asset class that any investor, investment manager uh, need to have in his uh, portfolio. So we have seen it historically as well when it comes to uh, difficult times or slowdown, recession, etc. Uh, always private equity is outperforming uh, the public market. So it's a very important asset class that uh, investors need to have in their portfolio, right? And I think very important uh, here when they want to select uh, GPs is, of course, that they look about uh, they look at the people who's running it, their experience, what did they do, their alignment of interest, which is very very important here uh, to highlight, uh, right, Alex? Because you know how it is, uh, so. We are the anchor investors in the, in the fund, and this is why we started already on the investment, uh, you know, process. So the alignment of interest here is is key when it comes to uh, uh, to investing in private equity funds. Another important point uh, here is, you know, uh, in, given the current uh, current market conditions, we and uh, the portfolio companies uh, we have and that we uh, started already on the investment uh, process, we cannot select uh, our uh, investment uh, uh, accordingly and to ha uh, where they already absolved, uh, let's say, the, the slowdown. If you compare it to other uh, GPs where they have already invested certain, uh, you know, certain uh, amounts in in existing portfolio companies, they would have a bigger, let's say, impact on their portfolio companies. You see what I mean? So we are in position where we can select, you know, the uh, the companies following uh, any kind of. Uh, you know, recession or a slowdown. Yes, I would. I, I would say that you at Naventa um, have the fantastic combination of um, your outlook from both actually a GP and an LP basis. So, um, which is extremely valuable, particularly in, in these times. Um, we are now joined by Guillaume Segara, the CEO of Happy Fresh. 
one of your portfolio companies we mentioned earlier. Guillaume, thanks for joining us on The Alternative Angle. Tom Wissom, it would be great to briefly understand more about the genesis of your investment, how you sourced Happy Fresh, how you got to know them and ultimately decided to invest. Yes, uh, we actually um, came across uh, Happy Fresh uh, uh, before, um, you know, uh, Neventa, uh, actually, when we uh, first uh, heard about it in, in the market uh, while uh, living in Asia at that time. So, and uh, uh, in 2019, um, it was actually a combination uh, of sourcing um, processes, basically. Um, first one was uh, through uh, a trusted M&A advisor in Singapore. Uh, but we also were familiar with uh, some of the uh, existing uh, larger investors in in Happy Fresh as well. So, and at that time, uh, we decided um, that uh, it it sounded pretty interesting uh, on on a surface uh, because we didn't know uh, too much details at that time, and we decided to uh, actively pursue it. Um, and, and basically, the introduction came through the trusted M&A advisor in Singapore, finally. Guillaume, from your perspective, what made Naventa a good investor to partner with? Um, first of all, um, what we always try to do um, is to bring people on board that can add um, some value or the added value that we don't have yet. Um, so obviously being in the region, we already have some institutional funds. We also had some local families and local businesses supporting the company. But we wanted to get this international exposure um, to, to parts of, of the world that we didn't have yet. Um, I think Neventa came across also um, through an introduction, as, as, as uh, Tom mentioned, through, a, uh, through an M&A boutique that we were working uh, closely uh, by then. Um, and what I like about uh, Neventa right since the beginning was that they were actually very proactive um, into not only obviously asking for more information on the company, but very willing to know, to get to know the company, the region, the team, uh, to the point that I think after the introduction and, and maybe one or two introductory calls, um, they actually decided to fly over to Jakarta um, and visit the offices, the team and the operations. And I think that proximity and that interest um, really uh, kind of like uh, brought us together relatively soon in the process. As a grocery delivery company operating across Southeast Asia, you have seen a big increase in demand and Happy Fresh clearly has a very important role to play just now. Can you give us an insight into Happy Fresh's operation amid COVID-19? We understand you have been supporting key stakeholders, such as the Thai government, during these challenging times. Absolutely. I think um, our strongest value proposition um, is convenience. Additionally, in a situation where all the major entities starting for, for the the, the, the WHO or, or even the governments asking people to stay at home um, to slow down, obviously, the, the, the outbreak of the virus. Um, a service like us 
even gains more and more relevance. Um, so by doing what we do, which is, you know, bringing the groceries to you, um, we also help people to stay at home. Um, so obviously what we saw right since the beginning of the, the first cases in each of the markets we operate is a huge increase on demand. Um, we saw traffic increase at 5 to 10x. Um, obviously that converted into a high number of, of transactions as well. Um, and after that, we move towards helping every single one of the stakeholders. So how could we enable the supermarkets uh, to reach out to every single householding um, to make sure that every single family have access to, to groceries, but also moving to how we could help also the governments to make sure that these lockdowns that were enforced to the population um, uh, didn't like make life too complicated for the citizens. So it's then where we work with not only Thai government, but with every single entity, um, in addition to the effort that they were putting uh, to make sure that ultimately, you know, we were, we were helping the community and ultimately we were making sure that people remain at home. Um, and so together we can obviously have the situation a bit more under control. Guillaume, thank you very much for that. Um, Wisdom and Tom, thank you very much as well. We wish you all the best in the future and look forward to welcoming you back onto our podcast before too long. Great. Thank you, Alex. Thank you. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you very much.